Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang with you. It's time now for the bigger picture. And believe it or not, we're already heading into the third quarter of the year, second half of the year, right? It's that time we really look at the markets and you can't help but see the amount of challenges that are persistent there. The talk of inflation, well, the existence of inflation and Ryan, the talk of recession, how Mm. There's so many new buzzwords these days. Recession, that, that seems to be the big one. And then earnings downgrades. I think that would be the next buzzword. Downgrades when it comes to global growth outlooks, maybe even earnings. In fact, overnight, the IMF come to say it can't rule out a recession happening next year. And it will be for the third time this year. Downgrading its forecast for growth globally for 2022, which is now at 3.6%. So we'll be looking out for that. So just one of the many growing voices out there sounding the alarm. But let's check in with Ho Wei Fook. He is the CIO for DBS Bank. Morning, Wei Fook. Good morning. Hey, Wei Fook, when it comes to what you're reading these days, let's talk about your approach towards the third quarter. So many warning signs about what's to come, possible recession, possible earnings downgrades. How are you approaching the third quarter when it comes to investments? Yeah, so actually the markets have already factored in to a large extent some of these risks, the risk of heightened inflation, the risk of impending recession, and of course the geopolitical tensions as well. But really what we are seeing here to our clients is that, you know, really cash deposits uh, in the long term lag inflation. So uh, be engaged with the market, but you have to build resilient portfolios. So what do I mean by resilient portfolios? It would be portfolios for the long term. As you know, investment is, is really a marathon, not a sprint. Mm. So resilience portfolio should, you know, kind of comprise of a, a few kinds of asset classes in your portfolio. Yeah. yeah, when you look at the current market these days, you know, it's going through a bit of a slump. Does it tempt you to pick up even more uh, in terms of um, bargain hunting? Is this the right environment to buy on the dips? Yeah, I think there are uh, definitely uh, good entry points at this stage of the market cycle. Again, you know, on the emphasis of uh, having exposures, you need to classify when you buy and build your portfolio, you need to have some what we call income generators. You need to have some exposure into what we call uh, growth boosters, you know, mm-hmm. those securities that give you good capital gains. And you must have also some assets that we classify them as risk diversifiers. You know, it's just like a soccer team, you know, you, you, mm. you don't just want to have center forwards only, right, playing your team. You, you need to have defenders, uh, even a goalkeeper. Yeah, wait for talking about exposure and diversifying, you are looking quite bullish on China. In fact, you've got your eye on three C's, cheap, clarity and catalyst. Walk us through what you're thinking here. Yeah, China has been underperforming by a large extent uh, due to some of the policy approach or shifts. So we think at this stage in time, China offers what we call a favorable risk return. Now, in the past, there was lack of clarity and catalyst, but in the recent announcements suggest that the government is, you know, uh, ending its technology crackdown regulations mm. as well as they are now, you know, the catalyst being, they are now going to be proactively, you know, stimulating the economy. Yeah, so you've got cheap where it comes to valuations, clarity on the tech crackdown when it comes to some signs of easing and catalysts coming through from possible policy support. Uh, we are still getting headlines about how Beijing may be rolling out or is rolling out its first vaccine mandate come next week. So you need to be fully vaccinated when it comes to public venues like libraries, museums, cinemas. You s- still have a lot to watch when it comes to China. So what sectors would you then invest in China? 
Yeah, so back to, you know, uh, the resilient uh, portfolio kind of construction. You know, China, uh, uh, we would have exposures to uh, the technology companies, mm. the internet companies in China, because they are what we call growth uh, boosters. Uh, on the income generating part, we like the large banks in China because they do offer 5 to 6% sustainable dividend yields. So I think these are two kind of aspects that are in our kind of portfolio construction today. Yeah, Wayfo, I noticed you mentioned tech in China. How about tech in the US? Because in recent weeks, we've been seeing headlines about job cuts, scaling back on growth and investments. Is US tech attractive to you right now? Yes, certainly US, uh, you know, are really global kind of companies, highly innovative so we like them. And I think the, you know, what we have seen so far is a bifurcation. Uh, we've got the non-profitable tech segment of the NASDAQ falling like 70%. But the profitable tech has also been dragged down somewhat. And I think, uh, therefore, it's an opportunity to, you know, to, to increase exposure into the profitable tech component of the NASDAQ. Okay. And I'm looking at your interest into Japan as well. You've actually upgraded Japan to overweight from neutral. What's your thinking here? Because I'm looking at also negative headlines around the weakening yen. Is there some point where a weak yen might be hurting the economy? At this point in time, you know, we, uh, Japan obviously has become extremely competitive on the basis that the yen has cheapened so much. Again, you know, uh, looking at Japan, we, we like certain sectors like, for example, the bigger capitalization sectors that are export-oriented. Mm. You know, the autos, for example, and uh, some kind of pharmaceutical, you know, and luxury kind of companies uh, in Japan. And looking at Japan, that's where you are looking at the commutative policy also being a boost for Japanese stock markets. Yes, yes, certainly. I mean, uh, they would be probably the mm. slowest among the uh, developed market world to raise interest rates or even to do quantitative tightening. Yeah, and just taking a look at the diversification narrative when it comes to gold and other assets, what's your approach here? Because I'm looking at gold pretty much going sideways uh, this year. So it's not, in some sense, a great hedge for inflation. Yeah, so gold and uh, commodity funds uh, has a place in a portfolio uh, and they are what we call risk diversifiers. They tend to outperform when the broad market is declining. So they have that kind of you know role that you would want to have uh, within your portfolio so that the overall kind of portfolio construct, including income generators, growth boosters, risk diversifiers would really make your portfolio resilient for the long term. And on commodities, what's your take here? Because we've seen how oil prices have gone through a bit of a slump. Is there some demand destruction going on here when it comes to the, I guess, negative outlook for the economy? Yeah, so currently there has been some softness and that's due to, you know, the risk of uh, recession uh, rising. But, you know, commodities has, again, like I said, a place in in the portfolio. And uh, in the long term, you know, the energy transition towards green sources of energy, I think that would be metal intensive. So some some exposure to these, uh, you know, uh, commodities across uh, industrial metals, you know, precious metals would would be uh, a good uh, representation Mm. That's a risk of this fire, yeah. And if we just wrap things up, uh, we are approaching the earnings season for the third quarter. What will you be watching out for when it comes to the commentaries from the businesses? I think they will be more cautious, you know, and there could be some dampener, you know, coming from expectations for earnings. But I must say a lot of that has already been factored into the share price of uh, companies. 
Okay, we'll watch out to see if that plays out. We've been chatting with Ho Weifo. He is the CIO for DBS Bank. Weifo, thanks for your time this morning. Thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.